Takes. I'm your host, Christian Miola, here as always with Chris Landera. Uh, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing a lot better than the uh, Giants coaching staff is doing after Thursday night. Um, they've probably been having a lot of sleepless nights. Um, not really a um, an, a uh, inspiring performance for fu- for the future of the season here uh, coming off Thursday, and I I think you want to. Uh, Really, kind of uh, get in, get into them a little. The coaching, yeah. Staff. We're we're gonna do we're gonna do a lot of Giants today. Uh, we're gonna be singularly focused on the Giants. So no no soccer, no opening takes. Uh, we're gonna hold off on the the serial review this week to uh, maybe do a uh, the next show. But we do just want to focus on the Giants. Uh, lost last this past Thursday night to the Washington Football Team, thirty to twenty nine. The Giants find new ways to uh, ruin my life, even at the the age I, I've gotten to. It's it's really unbelievable, you know. Losing teams find ways to lose, and this was uh, certainly a an example of that. I feel like we've lost many games over the last five or six years where you can say, "Well, they did some good things. Things look pretty pretty uh, good for a time," and. You can take some good things away, but you know we're so past moral victories at this point um, that it's really hard to look at the bright side when you know at the end of the day you're zero and two for I think the fourth consecutive year. Uh, I saw a stat eight, eight out of nine. Eight out of eight, nine years. That's eight Ooh. out of nine started zero and two. That Not is good, that is brutal. I I saw a um a stat which was interesting. We're the only team um since the beginning of twenty seventeen who has never at any moment in an NFL season had a winning record. Isn't that unbelievable? We're the only team. What an accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, John Mara, for this product. It is really incredible because you don't really think of the Giants being that deep in the dregs. But, you know, in – and, of course, we have four Super Bowls in our history and a lot of success at different times, so you don't put them in that lower tier. But over the last decade, they they are not much different from – teams you would consider like the the laughing stocks of the league yeah. you know so and i think right also like the zero and two stat you it doesn't sound that bad when you say zero and two but when you take it into the context of how short a football season is starting zero and two is you you're putting yourself on an eight ball immediately Every, you know like it i mean that's almost an eighth of the season with 17 games so yeah yeah it, I, it, it's really worse than it sounds <laughs> to me there was a, a lot of um, – there's always a stat, you know, teams that start 0-2 only make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it's, 20% of the time. It's not often. Whatever. Yeah. It, it's, and, and it's funny because the Giants in their uh, Tom Coughlin heyday were also notorious short, uh, slow starters, but um, – and did have some 0-2 start. You know, the, the 2008 Super Bowl win was a regular season that started 0-2 famously. Then they got it together. But um, – you know, we don't have that rebound, right? You know, we don't have that five-game winning streak that comes afterwards. So um, I, I do want to just, like, talk about and focus to start on uh, an, an element of the team we have not spoken about in a lot of detail over the, the past few weeks, which is is the uh, the coaching staff and Joe Judge. You know, we kind of gave Joe Judge a little bit of a pass in our, our season preview, our focus more on Daniel Jones, of course, Jason Garrett, the decisions of GM David Gettleman. But Joe Judge, you know, has to take um, 
I think in my in my opinion, a, a big chunk of the blame for what happened, uh, you know, against Washington the other night. Uh, you know, he came in, and his reputation, as we've talked about, is is mostly uh, in terms of like a culture changer and a leader, right? You know, yeah. he doesn't bring in an offensive scheme or a defensive scheme that, um, you know, is, is going to revolutionize anything here. He's just supposed to improve the product. And um, at least this past Thursday, there were so many mistakes and so many poor decisions that you can only blame on coaching. You know, the obvious one, the Dexter Lawrence offsides at the end of the game was absolutely brutal because – you know, after a really back and forth and, you know, I, I bet from a neutral fan perspective, a pretty exciting NFL game. There's a lot of big plays. It, it was crazy. A um, lot going on. But, you know, the, <laughs> it felt like we had won. Right. And you're, you're getting those good vibes that an NFL one gives you. And then, of course, you see the uh, the flag uh, icon come up on the field and you know what's going to happen. So that was that was brutal. But Besides that, even on that game-winning drive, there was a Lorenzo Carter offsides that uh, stopped the clock and gave them a first down. Um, there was, you know, obviously the points left on the field on a, a hold on, on Daniel Jones. Very nice Lamar uh, uh, Jackson-style TD run from about, like, 35 yards out. Uh, Slayton obviously dropped that horrible TD. You know, drops will happen. I, I wouldn't say that's a, a fault of coaching or discipline, but – just, you know, it piles on to the theme here. I, I also think about there was a time when Solder and Thomas on the offensive line had consecutive false starts on a third and five that, um, you know, basically took them out of field goal range. And then, uh, you know, th there was just all these sort of mistakes that if you're going to sort of trumpet and uh, frame yourself as a, a culture trainer and ultra competent and, and someone Accountab who's going, accountability. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same, you know, it, it doesn't work if you're, you know, if, if the product at the end of the day isn't, isn't working. So, you know, I mean, the, the one that killed me the most, I think it was in the first half and it, it ended up not matting, mattering particularly much, but they just seemed totally, um, I don't know if you noticed in the first half, on the offensive side of the ball, no one was really understanding the pre-snap uh, calls and stuff. There's a lot of going back to Daniel Jones to ask him what the call was. And I don't know if that was a sound issue or what, but it sort of culminated in an issue where they called a timeout on offense in the first half, which I don't hate because, you know, oftentimes those three timeouts don't get used anyway. But then they come out of the timeout and still no one knows what to do. They don't know the play and they end up getting a delay of game on it which is like coming out of a timeout just seems impossible to me. Like, how yeah. does that even happen? Um, so Joe judge judgment day has come. I'm not giving up on the guy, but um, certainly it raised some eyebrows for me where I had sort of been bullish on judge and hopeful that some of the, the good signs we saw last year uh, would be expanded upon. Right, because like you have to say that like everything. He did not inherit much <laughs> when he came here. So, like, the first year, I think, like, went about as expected, I would say. Like, it, yeah. it was an unmitigated disaster. The, the defense was something. Uh, it was like a, a, a competitive unit in the league. Yep. yep. Um, but the thing is, it's, it, it's the mistakes. And with the, the verbiage that it uses, it's like that is going to start ringing hollow 
pretty soon if we go a couple more weeks of the season and this continues. And not only that, like, are the Giants a unified group right now? Because I see Kenny Galladay yelling at Daniel Jones. Right. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, who's been here for five minutes, is already yelling at Daniel Jones on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. Our first round draft pick had an Instagram post that was kind of like vaguely insinuating, like, I wish I was touching the ball more, um, which is, I mean, you don't really love to see. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like a, a disorganized operation right now, I think yeah. is, is, is a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think on those two points, like the Galladay thing, you know, there was, uh, there's a lot on Twitter. And if you, if you follow some of these guys who post the, the clips from the game, like there was, he was forced, Daniel Jones was, not forcing the ball away from Galladay, but he was clearly has a comfort with, with Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard that yeah. he doesn't have with Galladay. And there were routes when Galladay was open and he's throwing the ball, you know, uh, across to the other side of the field into contested areas. And sometimes he was successful in those were completions. He, he actually played pretty well, which we'll get to, but um, you know, I can understand the frustration, uh, you know, you, but you just don't want to see a, you know, your new big signing wide receiver screaming yeah. at your your <laughs> yeah. your quarterback game two. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just not a, a good sign. On the, the Kadarius Tony thing, you pointed out he had an Instagram post that said I don't it was like a meme or something, but essentially the, the thought idea was like, I don't get it. I don't he, know. He basically like, said like I don't get mad about it, but it's just lame. Yeah, it's referring lame. to the fact that he's not getting touches. Yeah. Or, pl- or playing time. And I, I wish he was getting touches too. I don't know, you know, I don't know what to read into that. Is that he's just not ready, and the and uh, the coaches are just not don't trust him yet, I mean, or they don't know what to do with him. I, I I can't read in between the lines. But I mean, the thing you want to say to those two guys really is like you didn't really practice that much, and like we're very early in the season, and like both of them were almost no shows during uh, the exhibition season, so. Can you really be like that upset that you're not seeing balls or like not getting that much, that many touches? Like, I, I, I understand like frustration when you think you're like a playmaker and not touching the ball, but there's also like a, a rapport that the quarterback builds with those positions that obviously is not there right now. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, you know, I, I would love for them to be getting the ball, but I yes. also understand the practical reality is what we're talking about. They didn't, they didn't practice that much. And, um, you know, in the case of Kadarius Tony, he's, he's a full on rookie here. So, you know, they, they you know, it's an all new playbook, everything. So I, their lack of involvement doesn't bother as, me as much. You know, the fact that they feel so brazen to be <laughs> outspoken about it probably speaks to, you know, Daniel Jones is not Tom Brady. You know, this one happened in an Aaron Rodgers locker room, you know, because of just the stature that a, a, right. a winning quarterback brings where you have like a third year guy on the, you know, somewhat. There's, shaky a, there's a pecking order on those teams that yeah. doesn't, that the yeah. Giants that doesn't exist on the Giants right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before. Sterling Shepard is the longest tenure giant. He's been there six years. Right. Yeah. So like it, it every no one knows anybody. So you, you're building a you know, a culture literally and, and like that pecking order that we're talking about has to be established on the fly and no one knows where anyone stands yet. So um, hopefully the leaders in the locker room can start to 
to figure that out and, and get it to stabilize. Um, but it's really re- just it's just winning that stabilizes that you know yeah that, fixes that's that the, problem the, the that, ultimate that's, answer right yep, exactly. that's the elixir. I, I was just going to comment in the more bad news uh, department. The a leader, a, a captain, Nick Gates, goes down in the first half with a brutal leg injury and you know underwent surgery, but will not be back. So you know, offensive line, obviously one of our top concerns, not an area of depth. And here you have, um, you know, your left guard who's, you can also play center and, and really, I guess has developed as sort of a, a, a well-liked guy in the locker room in, in order to be voted as a captain. Um, and, you know, he's, he's gone for the season. So that's, you know, injuries is part of the game, but it's just, it's just one of those things that, Adds insult to injury. For I mean, it doesn't sound thing. like a big name either. But I mean, yeah. w- would you say that he was he was probably our most versatile and was yeah. playing the best out of any of the offensive linemen at the time of his injury, right? Right, and, and exactly. You, Andrew Thomas, Solder, Will Hernandez, like he was playing better than the three of those guys. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. No, th- and the thing is, you always have to think, even if the guy is not a a stud who are you replacing with him with? Right. And, and in a, and in an offensive line um, context, it's all about continuity. Now who you're replacing with him, him with are guys that they just did panic trades for in yes. the last, you it's know, deep. 23 yes. weeks. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that I, I will say the offensive line held up. In pass protection, at least. Surprisingly, I would say. I mean, when you saw the names that were in there, I mean, Mm -hmm. most Giants fans don't, you know, unless you're really staying on top of the the free agent signings like five minutes before the season starts, you don't Mm -hmm. know who Billy Price and Ben Berenson, I think his name is, Brendanson. And, hey, they they were not the story of the game of, of why the Giants lost. Right, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the 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 Washington front is formidable. Yeah, um, you know, who's a Kyle Allen? I think was was had a big game, and like they had some. Pre- they they sacked Daniel Jones four times. They pressured him seven or eight times. Like they were active, but it wasn't like uh, you know just like a, a turkey shoot out there where and even, know, he was running for his life. And even when we're healthy, uh, when our line is at full health, like we're not. That's a matchup that they're going to win every time. They're right. the line against our offensive line. That, that, since since Gettleman has been here, we have not won that matchup. Yeah. So, yeah, and and so that's why, like, I do really focus on the the coaching in this one. Uh, you know, not just the execution that I mentioned earlier with the penalties and and the uh, lack of communication and coming out of timeouts and all that, but just an overall conservative pro- uh, philosophy. You know, it was a back and forth game. Um, you know, the, you got into a situation where. Uh, towards the end, of course, Bradbury, your guy, makes the big pick, made a great play on the ball to drive on it and, and sort of extend his arms in front of um, McLaurin to, to make the play. But, you know, they're on the 20-yard line, and then they go run, run, pass, um, you know, burning timeouts for Washington but not getting a first down, uh, only burning 16 seconds off the clock. You kick a field goal, and, you know, you're going to – I know you want to get into the defense, but – and you know you give it right back to them, and they they walk down the field under the 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 guide guided arm of uh, as I was calling him yes. Kyle Heineken yes. Yes. as I was watching the game. Um, so you know that conservative philosophy after Daniel Jones played great. Um, you know you take the ball out of his hands, don't give him your young quarterback a chance to to make the plays to win. 
And, uh, you know, what did it get you? Not much. It got you a heartbreaking loss at the end. So uh, I, I really just – so many decisions throughout this game. Any, you know, you can't ever point to one play or, or one sequence in, in football because the way the game works. But that was brutal. Um, you know, it was just really tough. I was just very frustrating because Daniel Jones played, I mean, according to his PFS score, the best game of his career. He yeah. was a 90, a 90.7. He counted for, I think, about 350 total yards of offense, yeah. playing behind playing behind a shell of an offensive line. And what did the Giants finish with? 29, 30-something points? Yeah. Something, something around there. It's like, okay, the defense is supposed to be the strength of the team. So you do that on offense, you should win the game, especially playing against an NFC East team, which isn't – it's not a, a heavy hitters club here. You right. Know? Offense is turnover-free, scores you 29 points, um, and honestly could have scored some more except for some, you know, issues with the drops and the hold and things. But regardless, you know, that, that should be, as you're saying, good enough to win. And that's where, you know, we have to now for the second week in the row look at the defense who yep. let up a lot of points. And in key spots. I mean, and you can look at Bradbury, I mean, foremost. I mean, he did make that pick. That was a great play. But he's shadowing Terry McLaurin, who is – he's Terry McLaurin's a very good player, but Bradbury has covered better players than that for us last season. And, I mean, McLaurin ate his lunch. He had 11 catches, 107 yards, and a touch. Mm -hmm. You know, that's (laughs) that's not exactly being shut down. You know, he he had a huge game. Heineke – Threw for 336 yards and had 106.7 QBR. He's the backup quarterback on the Washington football team. You know, this yeah. Yeah. when if the defense is going to be, you know, what you hang your hat on, which is, you know, the way Joe Judge talks, that, you know, that's supposed to be the case here. And that can't be the way the game goes if the Giants are going to have any prayer of even sniffing the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, when. I, was there anything in particular on the defense that you wanted to key in on? Um, I mean, the lack of pass rush was. There's no pass rush at all. That's. A, yeah. I mean, that's a huge. The Giants have never haven't have like, will just do not seem to want to address the root cause here that we don't have any pass rushers. We don't have any edge rushers, and that was what the Giants. That was our thing when we were winning Super Bowls. We basically had a whole team just of you know we were we were bringing guys off the bench who were better than other teams starting guys coming off the edge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just seems like the team is just built kind of ass backwards to me. We, we have good players at positions that aren't as important at the positions we need to win, like edge rusher tackle. Um, you know, we, we have depth at like safety. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, great. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it, it's, it's disappointing. Um, and one thing I will say is that we're, we're still, I mean, not obviously we're playing terribly. We're, we've given up an average of 30 points in the first two games to, to mediocre teams, but we are still healthy. We've come out of these games like relatively healthy. There, there haven't been any major injuries yet. Knock on wood. Um, so I don't know. I, I think, but when you look ahead at the schedule, we play the Falcons um, yeah. coming up, which is at home, which they better win because after that it gets a lot harder. I know it's Cowboys Saints, right? After that, basically. and then I believe it's Rams Chiefs. Yeah, I don't even want to think about the Giants playing those two teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and then and then the schedule does get e- easier again. But, but by then, it may by be then your your season's over, and, and you're almost and rooting, the, and you're just rooting for for your 
draft pick. You know, you yeah. almost don't even want to win. When when you're one and six, it's like, what's the point? Yeah, you know. Well, get ready for the Kyle Pitts game next week. Yeah, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna he's going know, off. He's gonna go off. And and I don't want to get get too down, but the 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 defense. A couple things that stood out that we talked about: lack of pass rush. Um, they allowed the 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 drive with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know they they had kind of bottled them up for a while, and then the Redskins go down in two plays and score a touchdown and take yeah. no time off the clock. Very demoralizing. Um, and it was just like, oof, yeah, it was too easy. And and at the end of the game, I did not have confidence after we kicked that field goal um, to go up 29-27, I really did not have confidence to stop Kyle uh, Heineken. And yeah, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not even getting the first name right, the disrespect. After he did... lit us up for 36 yards in prime time. I'm sorry. I, I, I am not going to waste the brain cells. What, <laughs> what I have left to learn that guy's name. It's not important. It is not important. What's, um, what's, what's really funny is that, like, you would think – Washington's game plan going into that game is like, okay, our starting quarterback went down week one. Yeah. We have Antonio Gibson, who is yeah. a very good running back. Yeah, and on my fantasy. We're probably – yeah, we're probably just going to, you know, just pound pound the bottom. They didn't even have to. They were Taylor Heineke and his below-average arm all day, you know, uh, back, there in a rock, back there in a rocking chair, just lobbing it to McLaurin. It was – it's the worst because it's like the – I, I get less joy out of. There's no way to lose a game that feels good, but when it, if you if you lose to some like rocket armed like dummy who's like a, a backup <laughs> quarterback who just like he's like, well, he can really sling it. He can really he, sling it, but he fucking is dumb as a rock, and will also <laughs> make. And you're like, yeah, okay, but that's at least fun. This guy like. Yeah. He just like meticulously throwing like <laughs> yeah. ducks nine yep. yards down the field at yep. them that, that are but completing just, all of them, completing all of them, and just getting there just yep. in time. We're just <laughs> just an inch off, you know, yep. every time from either sacking him, getting a hand in front of the ball. But it's just you know, uh, you know, death by a thousand cuts, and ah, yep. oh, it feels so bad. It feel, and, and at the end of that game, and you know, to have that that field goal miss. And then the penalty, and then the obvious make. Like, who didn't think that was going in? So funny, st- funny, funny story about how I found out we lost. I was actually watching on my phone in an Uber. I the Uber pulled up to where I live. I saw the ball go through the. Wait, where do you live? Do you want to put your address on air for everybody? Or no? <laughs> Exactly. No, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be too big for that soon. So I can't, yeah, we can't, we can't be we can't be putting that kind of information out there. I don't know. Our huge female listener base might be interested, buddy. I can't have the I can't have the stalkers outside here. Zero percent, according to uh, <laughs> Spotify analytics, in the female <laughs> listenership category. Got nowhere, anyway. got nowhere to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I so I the the Uber pulled up and I see the ball go through through the uprights i'm like oh wow something good happened to giants you won the game i put my phone in my pocket <laughs> walk into <laughs> walk into my apartment take it out of my pocket look at it and there's a million texts of people like lol unbelievable like why does this like <laughs> videos of people jumping off the roofs of their houses and i was like oh something must have happened i guess and it turned out something was... did yeah yeah oh man tough well Will you be in New Jersey next week for the Atlanta Falcons game? Yes, I will. Be, I, I will be. Hopefully not in attendance, but I will be uh, 
Yes. I will be here for that one. So they have 10 days to regroup. Yep. Hopefully figure some things out. You know, I, I never thought I'd say this, but if you know me, I'm not a big Evan Ingram supporter, but maybe he comes back and we don't have to see as much Kyle Rudolph running three yards short of the uh, the sticks when you need a yes. first down. Our savior, um, Evan Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Bears won, folks, just to switch gears for a second. Yeah. So that's not more, great. More good They're news. They're one and one. They're one and one. We got to keep rooting against them. But they they beat the Bengals at home. Yeah. You know, um, Andy Dalton's hurt. So, unfortunately, that means he can no longer start for the Bears, I guess, until he's healthy. But um, maybe the rookie – uh, we'll have some issues as he goes forward. Um, any last thoughts on the Giants? I, I, I don't want to go too long as we're on a one-topic pod this week. Yeah, um, last thoughts would be the Giants better win this upcoming week against the Falcons because if they don't, then they are headed in the direction of a top-three pick in the draft once again because the schedule does not get any easier after this. And um, I don't know. The noose is going to tighten around Joe Judge. I'll say it right now, flawless – this is not a flawless take, but this is a flawless guarantee. If the, the Giants go 0-4, which is very possible, we're going to bump the cereal to the top of the show. Yeah. And the Giants get bumped to the B block because, I, you know, we'll just be at that point looking looking to the future. And, and we got to uh, lead with what pays the bills anyway. Exactly, exactly. People are more here for the cereal. So, so flawless <laughs> guarantee on that. Um, next week, just as a preview, we're going to do the, uh, the suggested by, uh, listener James, James suggested, uh, the Kashi Berry Fruitful, uh, organic whole wheat biscuits. Do you have any experience with this cereal? No, this is going to be my first time. See, I had had grape nuts a few times in my life. This will be my first time Kashi has ever entered my mouth. So thank you. Thank you, James, for the recommendation. Yep. Yeah. So this, uh. It's an organic, fancy cereal. Uh, we, I think we have to bring in the discussion of price point when we talk about these fancy cereals because that matters for people on a budget. But, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Um, any, any final closing thoughts there, Chris? Um, boy, I don't know. I, I, my closing thoughts are not positive ones in reference to the Giants. So, um, <laughs> I got one for you. Yeah. Here's go my ahead. closing thought for the for the the glasses half full crew, for the silver lining crew who have been talking to me about Daniel Jones the last few days and how he looked good. I agree. He looked good. Yeah. Do it do it next week. Do it yep. again next week. Don't don't turn the ball over next week. Run for, you know, it's true because he has had a couple. He and has then, had good games. Then we in the can past. start talking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there hasn't been a lot of consistency there. So I will uh I will gladly take more of that performance from Daniel Jones. I just need to see it more than, you know, once every six yeah. weeks. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks everybody. Right. Appreciate it. Uh we will be back before you know it. Take care. <laughs>